0: and welcome to the Grow Microbiology Podcast. Uh, My name is Tammy Hodge, and I'm the Marketing Manager for Microbiology at McGraw-Hill. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today, Dr. Dorothy Wood, who teaches microbiology at Durham Technical Community College. How are you today, Dorothy? I'm great. Hi, everyone. It's nice to chat with you all today. So tell us, how long have you been teaching microbiology?
1: Oh, you're going to make me feel really old now, Tammy. I I was trying to add this up, and it's more than 20 years I've been teaching microbiology. But as a sort of funny story, I I could probably go back almost 50 years because as a child, I used to spend my allowance, or in England we say pocket money, I used to spend my pocket money at the stationery store and, and buy school supplies and make all the neighborhood kids come to my yard in the summer and uh and I would boss them around and teach them it was <laughs> the neighborhood mothers actually after about the third year used to stop my mom in the street and ask if Dorothy was having her summer school
0: so oh that's that's really funny that's actually fun so you you were yeah. in educating very young
1: <laughs> I guess I was uh it was in my blood I
0: suppose <laughs> so tell us uh, what excites you the most about teaching in general in
1: general, I think I just love it when when I see the light bulb go off. It's so gratifying if you're trying to explain uh, a concept to a student and, and they're, they're not getting it and somehow you hit the magic formula on explaining it to them and you, you just see that uh, the realization dawning. It actually happened to me just last night um, and it's... It never gets old. I, I love that part of it. Um, and just watching the enthusiasm increase. We all know our students. They come in sort of with low expectations. And then just watching them get excited as the course progresses, um, it, it's, it's such a joy. It still is, even after 20 years. It's a real joy.
0: So what type of students do actually take your microbiology course, Dorothy?
1: I... I call my course the best kept secret in higher education. In a community college, I don't teach traditional students. um, I'm mainly teaching second degree seeking students. So they're coming um, to change careers or they're pursuing um, a, a new career, but they're usually mature students. So they come in with such um A great work ethic. Often, because I teach in the evenings, they'll they'll come in from a full day at work and they still give it their all. So it's um yeah, they're pretty impressive. My my students always impress me every single semester. That's for sure. So they're like nursing type students. Yes, that and not just nursing. I actually probably my biggest. Uh, Student body are students planning to go to physician assistant school. So both, uh, you know, I'm in the triangle area of of North Carolina, and both Duke and UNC have PA schools, very competitive. And uh, my students, every semester, I get students into those programs. Uh, Ever since, um, certainly UNC Chapel Hills is fairly new, and I've I've had students in there every single semester. So
0: I really have the best and the brightest. They're wonderful students. That's fantastic. So what are the two to three topics your students struggle with in microbiology? Um, I think
1: I think for for a lot of students, when we, especially when we we get really into the weeds with with biochemistry or, um, metabolism, genetics—they get deep into those subjects, and it's ha- it's very abstract. It's hard for them to uh, see the big picture. My my favorite expression—I'm sure they get tired of hearing me say it—but I'm always saying, "Don't miss the forest for the trees." You you get in so deep, and they don't they don't see the big picture. Um, so, and just trying to um relate it to their everyday lives what they what they see going going on around them a lot of my students as I said they come in from work um, and they're working as as nurse assistants or they're working in long-term care facilities and they're very good at the mechanics of their job but they don't know the theory behind their job and so it's trying to marry those two that's that's probably the biggest um issue that I that I have and and sort of this is subject wide I guess just teaching them how to study a lot of times they're bright and they've they haven't really had to learn how to study because they can they can absorb Um, so I spend a good bit of time teaching them how to study concepts so that they can carry that with them when they go into their professional programs
0: So is relevancy an issue that you run into at all uh, within within your course with your students, having them see the real relevancy of why they're taking the microbiology course?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they come in just thinking it's just one more box to check off their list of prerequisites before they start applying to their professional programs. They come in honestly with quite low expectations. I don't think they necessarily um, expect to be able to reconcile what they're going to learn in the classroom with what they do on the job. And so, it's I. That's really one of my main jobs is making the course relevant for them because when you do that, it sinks in so much better. It's it's half the battle if they can actually relate it. To work that they're doing. So yeah, That's, I take that very seriously.
0: So what strategy do you employ to help your students engage and see the relevancy in the science that you're teaching them?
1: Uh, lots of various. So, you know, we have lecture and, and we also have a lab. So even during a global pandemic, I still, I see the students face to face just for the first Four weeks, we, you know, very um, safely, of course, but I do still see them. And so I try and relate. So, for example, I'm teaching them aseptic technique. And at first they feel like they're all fingers and thumbs trying to manipulate all the uh, materials without introducing contamination. And I tell them this looks um, weird to you today because you're handling tubes and bunsen burners, but this... This is you inserting a catheter into a patient. If you can't do that using aseptic technique, you put your, your patient at risk of having a urinary tract infection. And that's when the light bulb goes off and they realize why they're doing it because they have to be able to maintain sterility for all these, these single use packages um, that, that they're going to be using in their jobs. Um, another thing I do with lecture specifically is use a lot of case studies in um, when I test them so for practice questions and and also on their exams I'll use case studies um, and it's a lot of fun for me actually so you know if I want to I'll give you an example if I want to ask if I want the answer to be Rocky Mountain spotted fever, for example, I'll write a story about a man who goes into the doctors and it's kind of fun for me. Maybe I miss my calling. I give them a backstory and he has a family and I name his kids and it's kind of, fun. I just try and make it, you know, as real as possible. Today, you're a emergency room physician and your patient comes in and so it's it's kind of fun.
0: Now you have been involved in a new project. Um, with uh, what we're calling relevancy modules um, that are in Connect. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that for us?
1: I can, I feel so fortunate to have worked with my, my colleague, Heidi Smith, who is the co-author of the Cowan Microbiology book. So Heidi and I worked together to create the relevancy modules for microbiology. And this, this was such a joy to do. Uh, we try to keep the terminology, the verbiage throughout, very, um, so more relaxed than a textbook. So they're very readable. We put lots of pictures in there and tables and examples and um, they're aptly named relevancy modules. We really try and keep them um Relatable, so things that the students can absolutely relate to in their everyday life. So, um, examples we we have one on fermentation and the making of beer we might uh, have to struggle to find a a college student who's not necessarily interested in beer. And of course it can be uh, related to wine as well. So just, it just makes learning metabolic pathways a little more interesting when when they relate it to the process of making beer. Uh, Something everybody's interested in, microbes and and cancer. Those, um, how is it that Cancer can be can start at least as an infectious disease. So we really, I enjoyed the collaboration with Heidi, but we're really proud of our of our products. They've, um, I think, really enhanced the the platform, uh, the Connect platform, and just given such a wonderful tool for instruct, They are such a wonderful tool for instructors to to
0: use. Now you've added some really new, timely relevancy modules for the spring of 2021. Can you share with us those new modules and which one you're most excited about?
1: Definitely. So the we had um, existing ones: the fermentation, the microbes and cancer, um, antibiotic resistance. But Heidi and I just worked on uh, five additional modules, and we're we're so happy with these ones. We did um, one on global health, the impact of infectious disease. And uh, I think we all know how relevant that is in this day and age. We did one on emerging and re-emerging infectious diseases. Again, um, incredibly uh, newsworthy. We did one on biotechnology, the helpful side of microorganisms. My favorite one uh, is is our vaccine relevancy module. It's sort of, um, it's astonishing to me that now vaccines are just in the public eye. I mean, people have vaccines, they know about vaccines. But did we ever know, realize that every single time we turn on the news, vaccines were going to be the headline? So this one was just incredibly timely. And in fact, I just updated it a, a couple of weeks ago to introduce RNA vaccines. I mean, this is new technology at such an exciting time that we are now uh, hopefully all going to be vaccinated with this this RNA vaccine that uh, it's it's remarkable. The technology is remarkable the breathtaking speed that it went from development to implementation as a result of collaboration across government agencies, the private sector, epidemiologists, and, and just to uh, emphasize, there was never any um, impact on safety. Uh, all officials agree that that safety is the number one this the speed was just simply because of the resource that were resources that were thrown at it so I'm very excited about the vaccine relevancy module and then hot off the press you want to talk about a moving target our last one is a covid module so this one we we delayed because when we started it we didn't know that how soon the vaccine was going to be. Uh, approved. So we up to date, updated it there. And now we're doing updates because of the the variant strains that we're seeing. So we we hope to be finished that one, Heidi and I, with our part of it this, this coming weekend. So watch out for that one. The
0: COVID module is coming soon. Yeah, we're really excited about all of them. And, you know, the vaccine, to be able to share that live with students right now when it's so timely in the news, Um, it's really life-changing. So thank you so much for your work on those. Um, What advice would you give other instructors teaching uh, these types of students?
1: I would say that the microbiology, especially with allied health students, they're usually working in the field because they have to get some hours on their applications so inevitably they're going to be working in the field either as cnas or sometimes ems um, and as i said a lot of times in long-term care facilities or um, working privately in that capacity so microbiology is all around them even if they are prescribed an antibiotic for something it's all around them So use that. Definitely use that as a tool and bring in as much as you can these life experiences just to just to highlight the the theory that you are trying to impart. It makes your job easier and it absolutely makes it come alive uh, for the students uh, for sure. And, you know, if I can if I can make a shameless plug for the relevancy modules, use them. Uh, They are there for you to use. I set them as bona fide assignments, either as a as a lab assignment or even just to enhance a topic in lecture. I will set them as assignments. I will often use them as extra credit. I was just chatting with Tammy and saying that we may have a snow day tomorrow in, in North Carolina. It's a rare and joyful thing. And so in lieu of meeting them for class, I can set a relevancy module very quickly and easily um, as, a, as a snow day assignment. Um, and if we ever get back to the, the classroom, I'll definitely use them as in-class discussions. They, they are a wonderful way to, to bring in those, those life topics to the classroom
0: had any feedback at all from students that that about the relevancy modules yes they they love them a lot of times I don't have I
1: don't often I wish I had time to cover every single thing in the classroom I wish I did I don't Um, and we don't want to make it drudgery for the students so to bring in something that is enjoyable for them and I make it low stakes because I don't want to put pressure on them. I'd rather it was. Um, I'm just dangling the carrot, and if they know it's, you know, just a few percentage points, they don't worry about it. But they also don't want to lose those percentage points. So it's a nice marriage, uh, and they they genuinely enjoy it. Uh, just seeing how it relates to their everyday lives. The microbes and cancer one. Who doesn't have somebody in their family? that um that that has fallen prey to to cancer and just to give them a background knowledge they all are females they get screened for hpv they get their annual physical a lot of them don't even know why and what they're looking for and how that relates to cancer so um not just in their in their working life but in their in their personal life uh, one, one of the other things that i like to do is um bring in a a sheet of paper that is enclosed with a medicine that you might happen to be taking. So if you get pick something up at the pharmacy, the paper starts off about two inches by three inches. And by the time you unfold it, it's the size of a newspaper. And I tell them I can't possibly teach them everything in that, but I can at least teach them how to um, how to understand it. And so just just bringing in these antibiotic uh, relevancy modules. How does that relate to their everyday life? It's, it's really fun to see the spark of enthusiasm
0: light up in their eyes. Yeah, they're very fortunate to have an instructor like you, Dorothy. Um, you do a really great job with your students.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Tammy.
0: That means the world. So I have an, one last question. What's your vision for the future of teaching microbiology?
1: I think obviously there's there's going to be less of an emphasis on rows of students in the classroom just listening and just ploughing through the theory while students absolutely need to learn the theory we can't get away from that a lot of times they'll understand the mechanics but not the theory we do have to have that but I think doing it through and we're already doing this, I think, you know, active learning, but not even just having small discussion groups, but bringing in their lifetime experiences. They are one of our best resources. I know my students, when they walk in in the classroom, still in their scrubs, um, just to have them. Sometimes I'll say who has smelt a gangrenous wound? And inevitably, half of them will raise their hands if they're working in healthcare. And I'll say, you describe it. I'm in the classroom, you describe what that smells like. And it's it's entertaining, uh, it's, it's an eye-opener for students who haven't ever done that. And just to have them share their experiences and bring in those relevant uh, experiences they've had. In their own lives and share that, and it's such a springboard for jumping off and make it makes learning what could be arguably called drudgery the 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 tasks of of learning things like redox reactions and the Krebs cycle and DNA uh, replication learning it makes learning those things so much more exciting and relatable. And real. And real, so much. Yeah, exactly. And the, at the start of the semester, I, I remind them, you are an organism. Let's not forget that. All of these things, you're not so different from bacteria. And so let's not forget that. Everything we're talking about is going on in your body too. So related to exercise, related to the foods they eat, it's um it's really fun. And, and they... They come in with very low expectations. It's, it's extremely gratifying when, when they love it by the end. They're such um, fans of the subject. So, and then hearing back from them years later, the, the email out of the blue that says, I thought of you today. It's just,
0: it's, it, it warms your heart. It really does. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time today, Dorothy. If people were wanting to find you to talk with you a little bit more, how would they reach you? I would love that.
1: Please feel free to email me. My email is D. Woodd, so W-O-O-D-D at Durham durhamtech.edu, D-U-R-H-A-M-T-E-C-H dot E-D-U. I would love to hear from anyone who just wants to chat about their classes, their students, or just to get some ideas on how to use relevancy modules. I would love that.